You're listening to High Insight on KCOU 88.1 FM on the TuneIn app. Logan Perrone, joined by Wilson Strong. Wilson, we're back. Season. Ooh, my bad. Ooh, that's... Level was a little high. It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is, but mm, let's see how this goes. And a lot of baseball news. Basically, everything happened when we since our last show. Everything. Just about everything interesting happened when we were on winter break, when we uh, weren't no, on the air. No, week after, like the week after we our last show, all the big name free agents signed. Well, it's given us a lot to talk about, so no, I mean, it's, it's really it good. It happened during finals week. We could have had a show during that time. Like, I was too busy studying for finals. and I, I, I had a final at 7.30, and I was done by like 9.30, so it was, we couldn't have done our show anyway, so... That's fair enough. I mean, finals week is very important, too, because, like, you know, if hey, you I got fail 90, out. <laughs> hey, I got 92 in, on that final, so. Which final? Uh, it was my last one. It was history. That's really good. I think the best I, final for me was a 90, 92 okay. on sociology of sport. Really interesting class, by the way. Highly, uh, highly suggest it for you. I, I, I did my humanities Freshman year, uh, I, I took psych. Well, it was really interesting. No, I'm so, I'm a minor in sociology, anyway, so I was let like, me go back. So I bombed on my history midterm miserably. I thought I did good. Turned out I bombed it. Then, I, <laughs> then I need. Turns out to only I need to beat in the class anyone I was going to get beat if I got an 89 or higher. I got a 92, and I was just flipping my mind. You know, sometimes that's just what you gotta do. You gotta pull a pull a rabbit out of the hat and get a really good grade. On an exam to pass, but nonetheless, we start classes tomorrow. Happy MLK Day, by the way, to all of you listeners out there. And if you're listening on Spotify, we're recording this on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, this place was locked up because no one is here. Uh, the one day, that's the one off day during the quote-unquote semester. Um, but anyway, we're just going to, as I wrote, bang into the buzz around the Astros cheating scandal. Cause that's clever, while, by the way. That's clever. Thank you. I, like I said, I'm also minoring in English. So I'm, I'm really putting all my skills to work right here. Sociology, English, and journalism. Boom, all into one. So we're going to bang into the buzz around the Astros cheating scandal. And that's going to be the main talking point of this segment because, granted, we had a bunch, and I mean a bunch of news break, you know, free agent signings, trades. You guys, the Cardinals got... Matt Libertor? Is that how Yeah, Matt, Matthew Libertor, but anyway. Oh, God. Well, like, that that was such a good trade, but this is the biggest news in baseball, and, and we need to cover it. Uh, quick thing to know, we will not, we, this will be a, a very special version of High and Tight. We will have our bottom lines again. We'll talk about all the free agent news next week, but right now, since this is the biggest topic in sports right now, besides the Super Bowl matchup that happened, by the way, those games were... Insane. Insane. Well... The but, Kansas City game was good, but yeah, I mean the uh, San Francisco game. I was ended bored at, after a quarter. <laughs> it was it ended at, it ended by the first quarter. But right. Anyway, get, let's get back to the point. I mean, like well, this will be mostly about Astros, and also we will talk about the Hall of Fame since that that announcement will be tomorrow. Yeah, I was gonna say we had a perfect time to do the show because the Hall of Fame, you know, who's in, who's out. We're gonna find out tomorrow, so might as well get our predictions out of the way today. Uh, we're gonna start off again with the report from Major League Baseball, what Rob Manfred and uh, the investigators found in terms of the Astros cheating scandal. So I don't know about you, but I have very, I have one, two, three, four, four different uh, things from this that I pulled out that I thought were, you know, relatively important and. Made the difference. I got I got about like four or five, but so, I'll let you go first. I'll start with page two, paragraph two of 
the nine-page report that was released earlier this week. Well, I guess technically not last week. Last week, but let's see. Last week. It was page two, paragraph two. Witnesses consistently describe this new scheme as player-driven, that being the banging on the trash can, using the monitors to pick up the catcher's signs uh, with a camera positioned in center field. And I highlighted player-driven because no players are being punished for this, other than Carlos Beltran, who is the only player named. Oh, the only player named, but you know, still, it, and he was a very—he's in a very blank spot since because he retired. He retired and, right after. and then became a manager. So, so it's, like it's he, a weird spot. he was—he was—he was fair game to get called out. Everyone else, they're protected under the union, so they can't get called out. Nah, and plus, they were given immunity union, too. Union, <laughs> and and okay, and then it goes on to say, uh, player driven, and with the exception of Cora. Non-player staff, including individuals in the video replay room, had no involvement in the banging scheme. So the report on page two, paragraph two, says it's all player-driven with the exception of Cora. Nobody else was involved in terms of uh, dugout staff, people that were on the field, because, you know, Lunau's obviously got knowledge of it. Hinge had knowledge of it, but he was in the dugout. But, so. he was trying, oh, but Hinge was trying to stop it. He we'll get mi- to that. He, he failed miserably, but still. We'll get to that. Page 4, paragraph 1 says, The investigation uncovered and I highlighted no evidence that the Astros players utilized the banging scheme in 2018. Not to say that they weren't using the monitors to cheat with possible buzzers. We'll, again, dive into that later. But at, And then it continues on to say, at some point during the 2018 season, the Astros stopped using the replay room, a review room, to decode signs because the players no longer believed it was effective. Not like you guys had one of the best records in baseball the AKA last few people years. Fi- AKA people found out and they just decided to stop. Exactly. And then page five, paragraph two. The Astros players, most of the position players on the 2017 team, either received sign information from the banging scheme or participated in the scheme by helping to decode signs or bang on the trash can. And now, again, this incriminates, you know, for lack of a better term, it incriminates the entire team, whether they had minimal involvement or they were, you know, just as guilty as Alex Cora, uh, you know, for the being the mastermind of this, of this scandal. And then page paragraph or page eight, paragraph eight through page nine, paragraph three outlines just the loss of the draft picks, the five million dollar fine, and the GM and the manager suspensions, which I believe were too soft. I believe Major League Baseball. I saw a meme on the internet because, you know, I like memes. They're my pastime. When I'm watching this uh, all unfold, I see a meme. It's like the insanely jacked Barney, and that was MLB's punishment. On the 1919 Chicago team. And then just the normal, you know, lovable, cute Barney is what they did to the Astros. It's completely ridiculous how soft this punishment was. Okay, so you and I have... Very different views. Also very different outtakes from this. But here are my outtakes from this. Number one, you were right. It was player, from what I, I can tell, that from the report, they basically labeled Cora and Beltran as the masterminds. Of this, their name, Akora's name was on this about 11 times. Beltran was on this a lot, and he was the only player named. But like we said earlier, he was in a blank spot. He retired the year after, and he was a he became the manager of the New York Mets. Now, obviously, and now obviously, all the people named in this report are no longer having jobs as they got fired the moment got this report happened. Number two, 
what I can tell, what else I also found interesting was Hinch did not was not in the scheme, but he knew about it and he tried to stop it. Now he did a great job at that. Yeah, by destroying two televisions. Now I'll say this: you have to admit, give the guy some sympathy points. He did did not like. He did not like cheating, but that being said, he didn't even he didn't try to stop it either. But I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if Hinch gets another MLB job. Cora, I wouldn't I would be very surprised if he got another MLB job. Hinch, I wouldn't be that surprised. And based on reports I've been reading, it looks very a lot of people people say the same thing. A lot of the baseball writers say the same thing that Hinch would probably get a job because you saw like he had he was not a he was not the head of the scheme. He wasn't involved per se, but he still kept it. And that that his job was losing his job was justified. He kept it happening. That was justified. And, and see, for me though, eh, I, so he got a one year suspension from baseball. Yeah, as did Jeff Lunau. Lunau. And again, what happens to Cora and possibly Beltron? I think Beltron. They, yeah. they both. They, Cora basically is getting blackmailed, blackballed now. Yeah, no. I mean, what MLB does, because MLB is investigating the 2018 Red Sox. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to see where that goes. But, you know, any punishment that comes down from them is going to be whatever. When your general manager and your manager know clear as day what's happening, there's emails to prove it. Hinch is in the dugout and is he knows about it. When you don't do anything like that, you're just not... You just, you're just as guilty, if not more, yeah. at fault here. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I think the penalties were soft. <sighs> and, and so I'll start out with this. It should have been a lifetime ban for Jeff Lunau, A.J. Hinch, and Alex Cora. Okay. Right, oh, hear me out. I'm not done yet. An 80-game, and I think it should have been this, 80-game suspension for all involved players. And before you say, that's not possible, you can't do that. There are about 7,500 to 8,000 players associated with Major and Minor League Baseball, and you're telling me you can't punish 40 guys for half a season? I get it. That's going to dilute the talent pool on that team for 80 games. It's really going to hurt them. But guess what? That's just the nature of—I think that fits the crime. But— Telling you guys—you guys—it's— Okay, so if if you look at PEDs, PEDs make you physically stronger, you know— they make you a better athlete. They don't guarantee that you're going to be a better baseball player. This made them better baseball players. They knew it was coming. How is that not worse, if not just as bad, as taking steroids? So I think an 80-game suspension for all involved players and or if you want to like pick and choose, I, I honestly made it so that you can pick and choose, or a postseason ban for 2020 and 2021 because they went to two World Series. In that in the time span since they cheated, I I just think that's fair. Po- like don't don't let them go to the postseason. I know that's kind of that's hard ins- to gauge because then you have to have your second place team, the AL West, go to the playoffs, even though they're not the champs. But then are they are the Astros even the champs or the? It, again, it's hard to gauge. But like I would like to see how they would implement that. And then I think a fifty million dollar fine being paid to the commissioner's office from the organization would have been fair. Because that's actually going to hurt you and your payroll on one season. You're going to have to cut down the team. Because here's the thing. The punishment that they handed out now does not affect the Astros for next year. They will still be a really good team. And that's what I don't like. You have a bunch of guys that cheated in 2017 to get to the World Series. And there's rumors that they cheated in 2019 to get to the World Series. And you're telling me, okay, we'll get rid of the GM, we'll get rid of the manager, and we're going to take away pocket change. 
to me, that still gives them the chance to go back and win the World Series this year when I don't think they should even have that opportunity. If you cut the payroll by $50 million and if you suspend the players, all the players that were involved, you dilute the team. They're not going to be as good. If you ban them from the postseason, they don't even have a chance to get another title. I don't think these guys deserve a chance to get another title because the one they got in 2017 was fraudulent. All right. Let me... Work my way backwards from all of this. So, okay, let's start with your first one, which was the fifty million dollar fine. That's impossible, and I'll tell you why. It's because of the CBA. The maximum fine that it's literally saying in the report, the maximum fine they could have done was five mil. Right, but that was, okay, and that's MLB. That's according to MLB's constitution. When was the last time that that was revised? That needs to be changed. Twenty seventeen. Because fifty million dollars. It, it was revised two years ago. $50 million will make an impact. Because remember... Five million? Well, but five million, though, doesn't hurt an organization. That's a because billion remember, corporation. the previous maximum fine was a million bucks. And remember, remember the last scandal that happened? The Cardinals scouting director hacked the Astros' computer systems because Yelunat was formerly part of the Cardinals. And the FBI had to get involved. Remember, remember that? Yep. Yeah. So, like, the five million dollars, like, you can't... The, I mean, I'll agree, 50 million bucks will be harsh, but under the Constitution right now, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, no. Everything, half of the things I put in here, like a postseason ban and the $50 million fine, I think, you know, there's there's some rules out there that say, hold on, you know, slow your roll, buddy. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I think what they did was egregious, and I think this is what they deserve. Uh, That's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, what was the next thing you had, which was? 80-game uh, suspension for all involved players on the 40-man roster that year. Okay, I, I will say this. Because, I'll add this too before you go, because there are about 8,000 players in Major League Baseball that could also play. So it's not like, oh no, we're going to have to pull guys off the street. No, you're just going to have to rush your farm system and kind of ruin what you've been building for the last few years. I think that's completely fine. Okay, but I'll say this though when you say this. Okay, based on the when you read the report, you, you basically get the fact that players got immunity, right? Right. I, yeah, but the thing is, I, I, I didn't think player suspensions could have happened because, A, the players' unions got involved, and you know how strong that union is ever since Marvin Miller was the head of that union. That's the one thing I don't like is just how heavily the union came to the came to the—here's the thing. The union came to the defense of these players, but when you look at it, the Astros going to the World Series— Lost bonus money, and you know because they were cheating, it derailed some people's careers. And I think uh, Mike Clevenger came out and said it. There are people that are you know in Major League Baseball. There are players that are just trying to get a chance and make it. And th- by the Astros cheating, those players are at an unfair advantage. So how can M- the union, the MLB Players Association, come to the defense of these players when they put out potentially hundreds of people's jobs now, and livelihoods? Now. That bothers me. Okay, but now let me continue. You couldn't suspend players when A, the players union got involved, and B, you can't tell who did more, who got involved more. You can't tell who, the difference between Alex Bregman and Colin McHugh. If Colin McHugh didn't do anything, but Alex Bregman did more, and they're both getting the same suspensions, it doesn't make sense. And also, when you realize that when every player was virtually involved, like it said, you can't suspend players. You know how a mess, the, the amount of lawsuits, fines, the amount of appeals that would take, it would take years. And this is the part that that people forget. There were eight other teams that were cheating too. They were they were failing miserably, but they were still cheating. So this isn't a just an 
Astros problem. This is a league-wide problem. And this was, I found this interesting when Bob Costas said this on CNN last week, where he said about there were only eight teams. It was basically impossible to the point where if you were suspending players, you couldn't really just, it was, it was to the point where you can't, unless there's new evidence that comes out and the commission just starts listing names, you can't go, what, what you're just suggesting is basically a glorified witch, Salem witch child, witch hunt. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to restore the Astros from like 2011 where they were losing 100 some games. I'm like, bring those Astros back. Yeah, bring, where are they? Bring Brett Overholzer <laughs> back. Oh god, that and was like, fun. And like middle aged, was he even middle aged? Lance, old Lance Berkman. Lance Berkman was already on the Cardinals that year. Was he really? Man, that's a long time. Yeah, he joined the Cardinals in 11 after he got traded to the Yankees. Jeez. Well, you know, bring back bring back those players. I know he was on the team in 08. Yeah. And uh, was there anything else I missed? Well, there's one thing I don't like about this report. It wasn't player. It didn't call out players. Well, other than the fact that the players got immunity, and again, like you said, the the union as it stands. Like I said, I'm not saying like what the union did was wrong because what they did is how they're, they, you know, it's just how they operate. They're there to defend the players, and in this case, the players of the the Astros players felt like they were going to be, you know, under attack and scrutiny from the league, and therefore the union stepped in and protected them. What I don't like, and again, this is this is all just my opinion. The fine, I, I said uh, lifetime bans for Lunau, Hinch, and Cora were justified. Now, the, only only Hinch and Lunau got one-year suspensions from baseball. And that, in my opinion, was for Rob Manfred to give uh, Jim Crane the opportunity to save face, be, save face. Because with this report, it clears Jim Crane with plausible deniability and willful ignorance. And for me, that's not okay. Because there's uh, no, I'll, you're I'll, not telling me that... You're this big, big man in this organization, and you don't know, you know, you don't know anything. That's completely ridiculous. I, I just can't. I, I don't like the fact that the lifetime ban wasn't instituted by MLB because they wanted to give Jim Crane the chance to save face and, you know, restructure his organizational hierarchy. To me, that's a problem because then you're giving the owner who willing, I'm sorry, he had to have known something. Okay, I, I want to really respond to that. I really want to respond to that. Yes, respond. Okay, so the lifetime. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to lifetime bans. I. I. I think we we both agree on Cora getting a lifetime ban. I don't necessarily agree with you getting Hinch because you're giving Hinch the same a harsher punishment when a, Cora was the mastermind, and Hinch opposed it. Remember that he opposed it, but he still didn't stop it. It happened under his watch. It justifies his firing. It does not justify him giving a lifetime ban. What Cora was doing, it justifies his lifetime ban. It, what Hinch was doing, he tried to stop it. Remember that. He tried to stop it. He he failed miserably. I'll admit, we, let's admit that. He failed miserably. Oh, no. He, he did a horrible job. But and, still. And in my opinion, that. He still, yeah. you, still, you still have to give him props. He, was, he posted. He tried to stop it. Like It shows he has good, good intentions. Even though he he could have done a better job, he could have done a better job. If his intentions were good enough, the Astros in 2017 would have come out and said, "Hey, we're cheating. We fired Alex Cora, and we're dealing with this as an internal matter." And then, and we could have gotten involved uh, how they saw fit. That would have saved AJ Hinch's job, his reputation. His reputation was already was already going to get tar- was already going to get. A history is going to remember him as wrong way because of what he did. He just kind of said he, he let it happen. And and again, if you ask, what did it come out in the reports? Uh, the players said, had AJ Hinch 
explicitly said, hey, we we shouldn't be doing this, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah, but the thing is— But he didn't. But remember— But he, he didn't. Do you remember how Hinch's last career, last his stint at Arizona ended? He The players hated—he was just—it was just job performance, right? Like, Hinch thought if he was going to snitch the players, he was going to lose his job— and okay, I was also he wasn't res- gonna lose his job. He was gonna look like no, a hero you know, to the rest of the league. No, to, look to the rest of the league, but to the clubhouse, they probably wouldn't have made the postseason. You know how much club drama that would be, and you know the clubhouse. They have this so, don't snitch. They they have a modus operandum, like I would call it, like a a uh, unwritten rule of don't snitch your team because they're your brothers. You sound like Jessica Mendoza right now. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, you do. Yeah, I know. But he, but here's the thing. If that's how you see it, then you're saying AJ Hinch knew that the only way that they would have made the postseason and won the World Series is if they cheated. And that's okay because they won the World Series. Yeah. So you're saying the ends justify the means. That that's like saying okay, then um you know, Barry Bonds took steroids to hit seventy three home runs in a season, but he hit seventy three home runs in a season. So Remember, that's okay. he only took steroids because Sosa and McGuire were taking the spotlight away from him. And so was Jeff Ken on the same team. It was ridiculous. But at the same time, you're, what you're saying, though, is you're setting a precedent with the Astros saying, hey, they made the World Series. The clubhouse didn't like him. But, uh, or the clubhouse loved him because he didn't snitch. That's okay. That's like saying Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs on roids, but it doesn't matter because he hit 73 home runs, and it was this great thing for Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like, you can see it like that, but also I'll say this. Jim Crane, this isn't the first time he had pro- his, he has problem with his businesses. When you look back into his business ventures, you can tell that he has had multiple problems with all of his businesses involved. And, like, yes, I find it very BS that Crane did not know about it. I find it very BS. But at the same time, though, unless there's new evidence, we know that they cheated. We know that the Astros cheated. But we can't prove that Crane knew about it. There are different. There's a difference between knowing and proving. Right. I, again, like I said, there's, no necess- there's not any proof necessarily that Jim Crane knew. Yeah. But for me, the, a- whole, the whole fact that he was able to come out, fire them, and make that announcement during the press release that was, was, insane, just, by the way. was just to save face. And I think Rob Manfred knew when he when he dished out the punishment that he was going to say, "Here you go, here you go, Jim, save save the face, save uh, the whatever reputation that's left of this organization." Because in my opinion, and I didn't think I would ever say this, I would have rather seen the Yankees in last year's World Series. I would have rather seen the Yankees in the World Series in 2017. The sad thing is, I've always held a little bit of a grudge on the Yankees because of the 09 World Series. And that's just the nature of, you know, Philadelphians. But I would have rather seen, as a baseball fan now, the Yankees in the World Series because, granted, they might have been cheating too. But to the extent that the Astros were cheating, that, to me, gives me no reason to say, hey... Like that, it, the ends justified the means, because the Astros were terrible. They had the, they had the like you know the Cubs had a rebuild that was really good. The Astros had it to a T. Okay, but uh, but I'm gonna go back to your your player punishment thing. 
Manfred necessarily didn't punish them, legally speaking, but he, when you look at it, he kind of did punish them right now because when he listed that, I mean, like, he's a, the players are already being punished when you look at it. They're being punished by the public because right now, you can't, we, we lost all sense of doubt on the players. Like, they're already being, I think they're already being punished, per oh, se. Oh, please. Um, Astros Fan Fest or whatever yeah. took place this week. Yeah. Bregman, who has got a YouTube channel, he's one of these big personalities in baseball, couldn't even look people in the eye. Jose Altuve was stuttering during his interview. He was like, we'll be to the World Series next year. They're basically were playing the fifth. Yeah, they were. They knew that they had an unfair advantage the last three seasons. And I'm sorry, I think it's I mean, when you actually look, When you technically look at it, they only used it. They didn't use it at all in 18 postseason or all of 19. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical about that. Again, it's because the investigation, like I said, I have it written down. It says they abandoned the banging at the start in, of 18 in 20 at, at some point during 20 or no evidence that they used it in 2018. That doesn't mean that the buzzers weren't used. That doesn't mean they said, elect- electronic, they said electronic devices. So buzzers count as electronic devices per se. But that's the thing. I don't think I'm going to be really did a good job at getting into that because there's so much evidence out there. Like you're telling me. And again, I wish I had the, I wish y'all could see this clip, but I'm sure you haven't seen it. Jose Altuve, don't rip off my shirt. Haha, <laughs> my wife, my wife got mad at me. That's not true. Okay. He ran into the clubhouse to put, to put the jersey away. No, he went in the clubhouse to take his electronic buzzer and band-aid off. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. No, oh yeah, hold, hold on. I want to finish this. Finish finish off and then we'll take a break. First off, do you know that he did that? No, because MLB didn't do a good job at investigating. Also, we'll be right back after this break. This oh. message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Okay. Hey, this is KCOU, 88.1 FM. Are you trying to release the hottest project of this year, possibly next? Come down to our studio in the Student Center. Can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project, your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm. Are you the type of person who loves their community and wants it to be the best it can be? Now it's easier than ever to do your part. Go to RecycleMo.com to see just how easy it is to recycle the right way. Or if you already recycle and want to be as efficient as possible, RecycleMo.com can tell you what should and should not be recycled in your area. Become part of the clean recycling movement today. It's the right thing to do. Sponsored by the Missouri Department of Natural Resources. Make sure to start your week off right by listening to General Emission on KCOU 88.1 FM from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Monday morning. I think he's wrong, though. You're, it's a you're heartless agreeing move. and disagreeing There's, on the same topic. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing that it wasn't a smart move. I'm just not disagreeing with Anthony Davis's dad either. Once again, that's General Emission from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM for the latest updates from the MLB, NFL, NBA, and the NCAA. 
We're back with High and Tight on KCOU 88.1 FM. I cut Wilson off for time's sake. I really need to get these promos and uh, spots in. Um, we need, we Wilson, need, finish we need up. to get paid. Yeah, we, well, where do you think I'm going right after this? I got to work at 1130. <laughs> All right, you finished up your statement there. Like I was talking about, for those of you who are just catching us now, the, I think uh, Jose Altuve had a buzzer on when he hit that home run in the ALCS in 2019. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say defend him, but I'm, I'm, I'm using the mind of a lawyer here right now. Logan, you know that at best, that's... That that video is circumstantial absolutely, at best. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yeah, circums- it, I think it needs to be investigated. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. We know they cheated, but we can't prove that they used buzzers. I mean, there were evidence of Josh Reddick having a a tape on it, even though we found out later it's confetti. It, it was confetti. Like, <laughs> it was whatever. Like, okay, knowing and proving. Our, I think. Uh, have you ever watched the show Young Justice? No, no. But I think this is the best. This is the best thing. That, that was said for that show. Knowing and proving are two different things. We, we know that... We don't know if they were they were using buzzers. Even if we did, we can't prove it. I think it can be proven with... With, with what right now? Like, an investi- unless new evidence comes out... Like, another investigation needs to be... Hap- needs to be uh, I doubt it would happen. ...done I doubt for the it, 2019 team, I, doubt- I think. I mean, they already kind of did. They said they said they would be investigating eighteen and nineteen before the report happened. So they investigated. The thing was, there's nothing in there about twenty nineteen, and that maybe maybe I didn't include that in our show maybe notes. Maybe that was that, true. I didn't like the fact that there was nothing there that. Uh, I mean that. Uh, and again, I know it's innocent until proven guilty in our legal system, but there's nothing in there about twenty nineteen. Besides, at all? Be, uh, actually, there was. It, it there said was? They, yeah, they didn't use. They said they didn't use electronic devices at all during 2019 at all. Okay. Well, and again, for me, that's when that's all that they said. I really wish that there was more because to me, I feel like Major League Baseball didn't do a good enough job because there's so much evidence that did not get reviewed. Because again, all this stuff came out after the investigation and the report were released, and so I think do they got to go back? Get, it, Reopened. I doubt. I doubt. I doubt it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I doubt it'll get reopened because Ma- Manfred, you know these, you know Manf- the commissioner's office. These guys don't. They won't miss anything unless they. They're thorough. Yeah, they're they're very thorough. They interviewed Jeff Albert, who was the Cardinals' hitting coach right now. They in, 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 they even interviewed the uh, Blue Jays' hitting coach, who was the Astros' hitting coach in 2017. They were very thorough of their job. Yeah. No. I, like I said, I think the investigation did a good job at. And again, I I like don't want to sound like I'm trying to. They were going for blood. They were right, go- and I don't want to sound like I'm you know completely throwing that really good Astros team in the garbage. But they exposed them for the scandal and the cheating. And yeah, I, and now the, the, their worst series will have an asterisk on it. And I'll admit that yes, it will have an asterisk, but yeah. it's still there. Like oh yeah, no, and I think this is something I heard. You can take down the banner. You can take down the big sign outside their spring training home in Florida. You can uh, wipe it clean or steal you know steal the trophy back. We'll get back. You know, still there. Maybe it'll be in LA, but for the people of Houston and that Houston, the Houston area, it's still there. That was a it, World it Series happened. that they won in 2019. They were so close. It doesn't matter. You can't take that away from the people. And yeah. that's really like at the end of the day, that's what a World Series is. It's not really the trophy. It's not really uh, the money and whatever. It's the it's the experience and the emotions within the city. And that's what I like about baseball. Because like you said, in college, you can strip away titles. Yeah. We talked about this. You can't vacate you can't vacate the way an entire city and an entire population felt. And this is the difference between college and pro leagues. They don't have player unions and they're not 
college players aren't getting paid. Exactly. Because if you were stripping, okay, I I think this is okay. Wait, what's your uh, what's your opinion on this title? Should been should have gotten stripped. Again, no, and I think because okay. I, I think it's gonna look illegitimate for the rest of you okay. know. To the end of the time, it's going to look illegitimate. But at the same time, you can't just strip a okay, title from a yeah, okay, city so like this that. This is the one, the rare times you and I both agree on this. But yeah, this is the one thing we agree on in this whole thing okay. is that the Astros title still stands. Play, the Astros won the World Series with an asterisk. Okay, this is what else. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit about people stripping who want the title to be stripped. This is what people don't realize. Opening that door is a very dangerous road. Absolutely. Because when you start stripping that title, player A, players unions are going to get involved, obviously. There are going there B, there's gonna be money involved with players who had World Series incentives, like I don't know, Brian McCann. I don't know if he had World Series incentives, but I'm just gonna use him as an example. The amount of lawsuits, money, and with things tense right now with the players union, that's a problem that MLB wouldn't want right now until things die down. Well, we're going to move on a little bit and we'll stay with this topic because, again, we're going to talk also, all I'll, this I'll, news. I'm going to say one final thing for this topic, too. No major North American pro sports team has ever gotten a title strip. The Saints, they, they didn't get a title strip during Bounty Gate. Uh, the Patriots, they didn't get their title strip during Spygate. Uh, the Black Sox, the Reds. The Reds still have their 1919 title, but we still have an asterisk on them. There's only been one title that has been stripped in the in all pro sports, and that was in soccer in Syria Ah in 2005 and with Juventus. But that was a league-wide problem with Syria Ah. But right now, you know baseball. They're old school. They're always the it's traditional. They're traditional. They care about their past. They they're the last people in. Why would they do it when? The NFL, the NBA, the NHL have not done it yet. Right, no. And again, like I said, you can't take that away from a city. No. And now, the city of LA, however, disagrees. And they want... This is want, the stupidest thing I've heard. This is the funniest thing. This the is the city of LA, not the, not the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the city of Los Angeles, California, filed some sort of legal whatever to get both the 2017 and the 2018 World Series trophies in the city of LA, they like the physical trophies. They want them in Los Angeles. How dumb is that? Okay, <laughs> like, uh, like again, this goes back to you can't take away how that city felt. Like Los Angeles is always going to be butt hurt for how they lost in 2017 and how they lost in 2018. Yeah, yeah, a trophy. But that, I'll say cool, this. that's nice. But I'll you say still butt hurt. This from is losing. a mess, LA. Spoiler alert: You have a homeless problem going on, <laughs> and you're no. and you care about. Two stupid trophies? <laughs> Are you kidding me? My goodness. Are you kidding me? Who let us on the air? <laughs> you care about two trophies more than the homeless population. The problem you're having right now, the biggest problem you're having right now, and you don't care about that. You care about two more trophies than a homeless population. What is going on? Well, that's the Californian lifestyle, I guess. I mean, listen, I'm, not a, I'm, a, I'm an East Coast guy, and I'm always... Whether or not I like to think about it or whether or not other people do, I don't know. I always see like I hear people go, I'm from California and you know, I'm not I'm not bashing my Californian friends, but I'm like 
Yeah, but the East Coast is just better. <laughs> I, I know. Like, and the, and this isn't one example. Like, if this happened to Philadelphia, we would riot in the streets, but we wouldn't call for the trophies. We okay, would. Philadelphia's Philadelphia's different. They they do they just they want chaos to happen. I enjoy chaos. I'm I mean, not let's be honest. Lie. Hey, remember uh, when uh, Sarah Pollan brought that kid to a Flyers game and they booed the the heck out of her. Mm-hmm. The, you also booted Santa Claus. That was funny. Hey, we are ruthless people. We talk about it a lot on the show how ruthless me and my people are. Um, but regardless, again, it doesn't stop the fact, you know, this ridiculous request from the city of Los Angeles that the World Series was won in Houston. Like, I will always remember that crazy 12 to 12 tie as I'm watching my favorite player, Clayton Kershaw getting embarrassed for, like, the umpteenth time in the postseason. That, like, that I will never forget. Okay, I, I mean, I'm going to say this, though. Clayton Kershaw choking is nothing new, let's be honest. Oh, no, it's not. It's not, but for me, for me, I will never forget that. Whether or not— Like, even the, if we found out he was, he was getting cheated, we still won't forget the fact no. that— that he's a, ch- a playoff choker. Right, no, and whether or not that trophy sits in a locker room in Los Angeles, Houston, the commissioner's office, in the landfill, I don't care where it is. That's not why. That's not what the World Series is about. It's not just about the trophy. It's about the experience that the city, uh, ex- you know, well, the experience the city experiences. But, so yeah, no, and I don't know why the city of LA wants two World Series trophies, but regardless, it's because this cheating was so ridiculous. And now... My next little take I have here is it's completely preventable, though. What the Astros did, that video replay room and video replay as it stands right now in Major League Baseball enabled this cheating. And here's how I think you fix it. You move the video replay room, God knows where in the stadium, put it in the outfield away from the players in the dugout. And if you want to make a challenge and actually use the video replay, you got to do it in real time. You, you like. I'm sorry. I don't know why managers and coaches should get to look at a play before they go. Yeah, that was wrong. Let's challenge it. Because here's the thing. Galarraga's perfect game was ruined by an egregiously bad call. It was egregious, but I mean, like the thing is, the I'll apologize to the dude. That's right that's that's irrelevant though. Yeah. The replay that's instituted in baseball is to prevent something like that from happening again. Yeah. And also, it's being abused right now. By all 30 teams because they're able to look in real time. Did a player's foot come like three inches off the bag? Ooh, can we get him out? That's ridiculous. Like part of baseball for me that like made me love baseball is the fact that, yeah, there's human error in it. Yeah. But that's okay. When it's human error, like it was Jim Joyce, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Joyce's call, again, in Galarraga's, 28 technically out game. That's why we have replay. Because for me, I want to put Galarraga's perfect game in the history books, but I can't because of Jim Joyce but thing is, blanking. We got, we got three perfect games the year after. so like it, do, well, it doesn't matter. That should be one that's in the books. Yeah, That matters. Mm-hmm. That's a, And so when you have replay, when it's used for that, great. When there are egregiously bad calls, like the, even the one in Atlanta – where they walked off against the Pirates a couple of years back. Yeah. That was another reason we won a replay because, and while granted, there's a video by, um, I think it's Baseball Bits on YouTube that yeah. explains that he might have been safe. It looked like he was completely out. I'm just. I- but again, the thing is, we can't, we can't 
be using baseball replay to be like, hey, your foot came three inches off the bag. Yeah. Or not, not even three inches, like three millimeters. Okay. Human error makes baseball baseball. Yeah. It's the only sport where human error, you know, can really make or break. And again, maybe I'm whatever about this. Yeah. But I think having the video replay room right there and being able to get a look beforehand enabled this cheating. So I think replay, I mean, honestly for me, get rid of it. I mean, Except for the, you know, the egregiously bad calls. You sound like, but you can't do that. I sound like a... You sound like the English dudes. You sound like the uh, English, the, uh, the UK dude in England where they have replay problems right now. You sound like them that just scrap it. But I'll, I'm going to say this, though. You, I'm going to go to your specific point. One inch does matter in the sport. Remember that. Right. And I, But I think... Okay, it does. And I'll, I'll digress on that. It does matter. But the human error factor... Is fu- like it's fun to watch a manager come out and chew up an umpire yeah. who knows he might have gotten a call wrong. But like when you have the challenge and you know it and you think it's wrong, throw it. Yeah. But if you don't know and you don't want to waste it, to me, I don't see why there's any reason why a manager should be able to quickly run back, be like, is he out? Is he out? Is he out? Then throw up challenge. Yeah, but, that's ridiculous. But yeah, I'll say this though. This could have been avoided, no question. I think we can all agree. This could have been avoided if MLB was more stricter on this technology problem. Like, this whole scandal could have been avoided. Yeah, right? no, it could have been. Yeah, like, I'll say, like, if you were signed suddenly before or after the game, I don't think we would have necessarily a problem with that. No, and here's my other thing, too. With the Red Sox investigation, it's a lot less, like, direct. They don't necessarily know the pitch that's coming no. every single at-bat because they go back, from what I read, and I'm, I think I'm getting this right, but don't quote me on it. Yeah. They would use it in-game to pick up uh, sequences from the catcher, and then when a guy got on second base, they would be able to use it. While granted, that's using electronics and I don't like it, yeah. the overall idea of it is still it's still better, it's than still the better gamesmanship than the Astros literally knowing what pitch is coming no matter what the situation. But the thing is, though, Alex, the, the, but there's a common denominator in both, which is Alex Cora. He right. P- like he brung both, he he was the mastermind on both teams. Like if we're trying to be honest here, it's a problem that this is a MLB. I mean, like this was announced yesterday that they're planning to do a couple of things next week, like some new rules. But the way I see it, like MLB could have done better. They could they they're one of the leading technologies in the world. Like they should have easily figured something out like this. Like. I mean, like it was, it was incompetence on their part for letting the replay boot, the, the the replay room to be moved under the dugout. That was their fault. But I mean, like, there's nothing that they it happened, and now they have there's nowhere to go but up right now. I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Again, it was preventable. It was preventable, and that's that's plain and simple the answer. It was preventable, and I love the players' reactions too because it's something that we're also going to see. Again, before we get into the Hall of Fame predictions, yeah. play, players are angry. They're upset. I think the other thing too that they're uh, making the, jokes out of this. Yeah, they're making jokes out of it, but some of them are you know really peed off. And I'm yeah. like, listen, when they go into opposing ballparks, the Astros, they're gonna feel that anger. It's not just the players; it's other fans of organizations, they're especially Los Angeles, especially New York. They are going to be, and they, I will say even even for. Uh, for reference, the A's, they got to play them how many times in Oakland? Nine, uh, ten, nine to ten times. Yeah, it, so you're looking at a lot of times you're going to go into a team that, 
again, I think the A's weren't as good as the Astros talent was, the regardless A's of the cheating. Astros number. Yeah, no, the, the A's had the Astros number, and I think, you know, when you scrapped cheating, you know, a couple of years ago, the A's looked like a team that was on their way to winning the West for a little bit. And so, you know, you're, they're going to feel the hate from everybody. But anyway. This by, uh, final point? Final point on the Astros. This, 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 this scandal put the Astros on Patriots-level hate. Every oh, game, absolutely. Every game is now much watch. The first game of the Astros season— you 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 watching Jose Altuve's first at bat, watching Alex Bregman's first at bat. Everything's now as much watch for them. Everything is headline is headline potential for them now. Right? Yeah. No. And again, if they don't produce like they did the last three years, I mean that that, that let's be honest, that roster is still good. They're, it's well, that's again they still that goes win back. The division. That like, goes back to like what I said. I think they should be punished because the draft picks, the money, it all hurts yeah. the team down the line and really players that weren't involved in this. And I don't like that. But regardless. If Bregman, Altuve, Springer, if they don't put up the same numbers they did in the last three years, they're going to come under some really heavy scrutiny. If you know, on top of what they're already like, the, uh, the, facing, like the, the if they were like if if they suddenly got like a thirty point difference in their batting average, like that's unlikely to happen. But like that's like hmm, and and, and you're not going to. So like, that's that's not going like to happen <sighs> given their talent stuff like that, like. But still, I mean, when you when you know a curveball is coming, it's a lot easier to yeah. hit than when you don't know if a curveball is coming. But the thing is, though, like, there. I mean, did you watch Game Five of the ALDS between the Rays and the Astros? Because oh, oh, um, with the that big guy. Last night was pitch tipping horribly. Yeah. They, I doubt they needed re- they they needed replay for that. Right, but at the same time, that on top of that really makes a difference. Yeah, it's. A huge competitive advantage, and you know it, it down the line might make a difference when it co- it Bregman's will. in conversation for the Hall of Fame. It, maybe? it makes it much watch now. I'll say that it makes yeah. the much watch. Yeah, again, baseball. I, I feel like play. baseball low key might actually benefit from all this because at the end of the day, their ratings are going to go up. I'm pretty sure they play the Angels first, so yeah. So and let's hope Rendome just completely destroys them just like he did in the 2019 World Series. Let us move on to our Hall of Fame predictions. This year, you know, similar faces that we've seen. Larry Walker on his final year in the ballot, Schilling, uh, amongst a list of other names. But, of course, Derek Jeter highlights the newcomers to the ballot. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it right now, Jeter looks like, I mean... This is what what the public votes on right now. I mean, as of right now, it is 40, 44% of the ballots are known. And based on the numbers right now, Cheater has 100%. He's going to get in. Let's be honest. We all know that. Walker looks, looks like a good shot. He's at 85% right now. And Schilling is a toss-up. Right As of right now, he's 79%. But with the amount of ballots we still don't know about, it, it could we we could expect we we doubt Christian is a toss up. I I think he could get it. He will get it next year, but this year it could be a toss up. And as and we look at the rest of the ballot, Bonds at seventy two percent, Clemens at seventy one percent, Scott Rowland forty nine percent, Omar Vizquel fifty percent, Gary Sheffield thirty seven percent, Billy Wagner thirty five percent, Jeff Kent thirty three percent, Todd Helton thirty three point five percent. Uh, you. Your boy Bobby Abreu, six point six, six point six. He looks uh, like he'll stay on the ballot for another year. Yeah. 
But problem is, your boy Cliff Lee won't probably stay on the ballot at all. That's He's- a shame. Cliff Lee's an underrated pitcher, in my opinion. His, I, his career was really good. He, he was good, but I don't think he's Hall of Fame level. I'm going to be honest. No, he's not Roy Halladay elite level. But no. he, he, listen, he's a, he was an ace. He was part of the four aces back in 2011, but at the same time. Hamels, Lee, Holiday, Oswald. And then, honestly, honestly, people were like, Joe Blanton was a fifth ace. And I'm like, was he really? But, you know. I mean, bro, he won a World Series with the Royals, so. I was going to say, he's got, a world, he's got another World Series okay. ring, so. My question that I actually have, you know, especially with people highlighting that first ballot uh, Hall of Fame nominees, is Derek Jeter going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I have an argument for, which is a lot easier than the argument against, but I got an argument against, and you're going to love these stats. Okay, I know the argument against, which is he sucks his defense. Oh, but I got I got stats to prove it. So let's just go for it. Obviously, I think he's going to be a first-round uh, Hall of Fame ballot winner but you know my thing here's i don't think he'll win unanimous, unanimously because of his defensive stats so anyway four he's got a 310 average a 310 lifetime average 100 1311 rbis over 3000 hits sitting at 3465 he's been to 14 all-star games five world series and or, well he's been to more than five world series but he's won five world series five gold gloves five silver sluggers, and he was the 96 rookie of the year. Now, the argument against him, here you go, have this. His UZR was a negative 66.7, and his DRS was a whopping, and this is, like, really bad compared to other people, a negative 152 by Fangraphs, and that marks him as, like, one of the worst fielding shortstops I mean, like, the ever. defense wasn't that surprising. We all knew he, his defense was bad. Right, yeah, no, that, oh, no the defense was awful. Yeah, well, like... Like, that's not the point. I mean, let's be honest. Jeter's still going to make the Hall of Fame. We don't no, he's a Hall of Famer guaranteed. But, but like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't put him necessarily better than Willie Mays, who didn't even get the unanimous. I, I mean, let's be honest. Griffey and Mays are better players than him, let's be honest. But the thing is, what gets Jared Jeter in, he was a good hitter, he was a winner, and he was, he was Mr. Clutch. He was Mr. October. Yeah, no, and again, I think if he doesn't get in unanimously, it is because... Some nerd on the BW, BBWAA. BBWAA is going to say, well, he was a terrible fielder. Look at these hey, stats. Um, we're going to know now who, who didn't vote for him in because all those votes become public once the, once the, uh, ballot, once the announcement Oh, yeah, comes. no. And I, like so I said, we'll know who, who did not vote the, for him. The old-timers that just rely on average and even some of the newer, you know, middle-aged writers that are voting – and that look, at, that, that look at war, they're going to put Jeter in, but you're going to find one or two nerds that know absolutely everything on Fangraphs. They know UZR. Do you even know what UZR is? Ultimate zone rating. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you know. I don't and like th- it. I, I think the new uh, stat cast that they released last week, in, out, uh, infield outs above average, stuff like that, I think that's more better than UZR for me. Again, yeah, no, they're, they're getting better at putting a value to defense, yeah. but DRS and UZR are what we have right now and you know what we have on players well, that aren't yeah, playing let's, anymore. Let's move on. So, yeah, no, I'm just saying if there's going to be someone that's going to go, he's not getting in, I'm not holding him. Let's move on. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Larry Walker, final year on the ballot. Is he a Hall of Famer? I know they talk about his stats being inflated because, again, most of the guys hit their way into the Hall of Fame. He hit at Coors Field. So you tell me, is he going to get in the Hall of Fame or not? I mean, he will get in. Like, let's be honest. So, yes, he played at Coors. But remember, Derek Jeter played at Short Porch Yankee Stadium. A lot of players played at bad ballparks. Like, let's be honest, very short ballparks, very 
uh, offensive ends and ballparks. But the thing is, his Montreal stats were pretty good. His St. Louis stats were pretty good for his age. He was like 37, 38. And his away stats were pretty good too. So like when you do a deeper dive it on him, like he's a Hall of Famer. Like I wouldn't necessarily say I think he was a I think he was a toss up, but right now when I look at it deeper and I, I do more analysis, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, baseball reference just looking at like his page right here. Seven D two point seven on the war, over two thousand hits, you know, north of uh, 350 home runs and then when you look at that seven gold gloves three-time batting title five all-stars he's got the uh you know the accolades to get himself into the hall of fame and i think it would also be good because he's a canadian born player yeah. so it's good for baseball uh good for canadian baseball you well, know holiday's canadian too yeah so you can look at that another canadian going to the hall of fame in recent years that's good for baseball yeah D- diversity oh, is you, great if you have about who do you vote for Okay, so I'm putting in. Well, actually, I want to ask you this really quick: Are Bonds and Sosa more uh, likable candidates in wake of the Astros scandal? I don't want to go back to the Astros scandal. Are they just more likable because of the scandal? Sosa, no, because his entire stats were because of the steroids. Bonds, he was already being likable because when when you do a deeper stats, like he was a good player before the. He was a good player. He was a 30-30 guy, and he won three MVPs. I'll say this though: Yes, he used steroids. He started using steroids at ninety-eight, but does that change? All of his stats beforehand? No. It takes every stat that he does after or during. It doesn't take the stats that he used beforehand, which is why I think, I, I still think the Cars Beltran is still a Hall of Famer. It affects his last year. That, that scandal affects his last year, but does it affect what he did in 05 when he was a monster in the postseason? Does it affect anything, really? Like, Bonds is still going to be, Bonds, he won't get in the Hall of Fame this year, but he, I think he has a good shot. Him and Clemens have a good shot. I mean, right now, with the players I see, here are the 10 I would vote. Jeter, no question. Walker, no question. Bonds and Clemens, no question. Chris Schilling, he was a good player. He was a Philadelphia boy. But the thing is, his, yes, his views are a problem, but that happened after yeah, for me. Yeah, that's not... And like, that it didn't happen in his playing career because career. the character clause states if he did anything during his career, if he said this during his career, I would take it more seriously, but I don't... I don't really... He's still a good player. Like As a baseball player, he's good. Yeah. Uh, I would also vote Billy Wagner. He was a great closer. Uh, Jeff Kent, great... Uh, he was a great second base. He, probably he, he compares to Ian Kingston a lot. I would vote Andrew Jones. His defense is awesome. Scott Rollin, another Philadelphia Phillies in St. Louis Cardinals. He was a great two-way player. And Omar Vizquel. He was a... Uh, how would I call it? He was he's a, a defensive he, wizard. He was a defensive wizard like Ozzy Smith. And the fact of the matter was he lasted in the league for yeah. 22 years. Yeah, that, that, that's, 22, his problem, that's, that's his problem why he won't. He has a problem getting in because he, he played forever. I just think longevity, though, when, like when you take it into account, he's a really good player. Yeah. So if I'm voting 10, Kurt Schilling, obviously, Clemens, Bonds, Walker, Vizquel, those top five mm-hmm. I'm putting in. Then I'm going to – I wouldn't vote for Ramirez, even no, though I, I, was, I was thinking, you know, just – not not with his class, at least. So, yeah, Vizquel, Walker, Bonds, Clemens, Schilling. I would vote for Kent. I'm kind of, and, the, and again, this is just me, Andy Pettit. I think he was a really, had a was good. really good career. But the thing is, his, he admitted to using steroids, so that's the thing. Yeah, well, if I'm going to put Bonds in, then okay, I'm, I'm still going to toss a vote to him. So that's, for me, seven. Then I'm gonna, I'll, obviously, I'm going to have to go with Jeter. Yeah. I'm tossing a vote to... At that point, then Bobby Abreu, maybe a little biased there, but you know, yeah. sue me. And 
that's it. I I wouldn't. I would only go eight or nine. Oh yeah, and uh, I want to, also I want to talk about steroid users in the whole. In the oh hall. my goodness. Okay. Yes. Bonds and Columbus are cheaters. Let's be honest, but we already have cheaters in the hall to begin with right now. Hank Aaron, he used amphetamines. Mickey Mantle, he used steroids during the 61 home run chase. Honus Wagner, I mean, excuse me, uh, Willie Stargell, a big factor in the Pittsburgh drug trials that happened in the 70s. They're cheating. Steroids have been a problem since since World War II ended. Everyone was using steroids during that time. Like we've already allowed, and our most recent uh, inductees, Ivan Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, they were suspected steroid users too. So th- this is why I hate why steroid cheaters. You you had this argument last year where Bonds and Clemens shouldn't make the Hall of Fame. We already have cheaters in. Yeah. Like to say that the Hall should allow cheaters is asinine because we already have cheaters in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and so like I said, I've digressed from that. Yeah, and, but uh, uh, yeah, but I was, uh, let's go to the final thing too because this what I was going, I was, I was gonna punch you because you had at the end right. of it you had Mark McGuire. Oh yeah, I threw Mark McGuire and just because I knew he was a Cardinal, I knew you would get heated, and I just wanted to see his reaction. So okay. y'all heard it. No. Yeah, no, McGuire's not. No, no, Mark McGuire, not not via committee. That's not, what I put. He's not gonna make the today's era committee when uh. George Steinbrenner hasn't made it, and he's more deserving than... Oh, absolutely. Uh, also, here's a couple nominees that should make it more than Mark McGuire. Fred McGriff, great two-way player, great player in Atlanta. Thurman Munson, he died in a plane crash, but during his 10 years, he was better than Carlton Fisk. He was better than Carlton Fisk. He would have been better if he did not die in a plane crash. Keith Hernandez, more deserving Hall of Famer than uh, Mark McGuire is. There, there are more part. There are more people more deserving of Paul Famers than Mark McGuire. When a, his entire career was because of the steroids. Thank you, Jose Canseco. By the way, I bought that book today. And also, if Mark McGuire is in the Hall of Fame, I'm never watching baseball again. That guy is in no. Well, no. don't worry. The XFL will be here soon. <laughs> soon enough. Let's go, Battlehawks. Which. I don't even care about yeah, Let's go Battle Hawks. Let's go to a game. All right, that's going to be it for us on High and Tight. We'll have to find out if our Hall of Fame predictions are correct. They are tomorrow. Who, who, who you have in by, by tomorrow? Who gets to call tomorrow? I just said everybody. But realistically, who do you think gets the call? Cliff Lee. <laughs> Seriously, Catch for me, Larry Walker and Derek Jeter. I would be, I would be surprised if Kirsten only got the call, but I think those two are more likely. Fair enough. You can catch us next week. Again, our new time is going to be at 10 a.m. on Mondays. We'll see you next time, folks. Have a great week.